Timeout when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, made it to a Thursday. It's hour one. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. And the retirement tour officially begins. Oh, I got phone calls yesterday. I got text messages. My wife said, are you retiring? I go, in four and a half years. She goes, well, why would you announce it? I said, I was announcing a contract extension. I signed a new contract with iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and Peacock. That's not breaking news. Oh, that's funny. Is that, did you say that yesterday? I, I signed a new contract. Oh, that's funny. I don't remember that part of the story at all. Yeah, you just heard the retirement part of it. Yeah. But I signed a new contract, so it was a contract extension, and the, they're in a retirement tour. Yes, yeah, Seton. Or, uh, yeah, Paul. But the way you delivered it yesterday, like Seton said, was much more like, I'm announcing that this show and your career is going to end, as a radio host at least, in four and a half years. You didn't. You could have turned it in a positive direction, like, guys... Four and a half more years. Let's go, let's go. Hmm. And people would have covered it completely differently. But then right. you would have asked, knowing you, well, what happens in four and a half years? I think Fritzy would have asked. Yes. Oh, Fritzy constantly asking how long <laughs> I'm going to do this. You seemed quite specific yesterday yes. to go along with what Seton was saying. Yes. I think Christmas Eve 2027, that'll this be the is, last show. This is the last contract I'm going to sign, and therefore the, the retirement tour officially starts. I'm very happy with how definitive you're being. Yeah. Very happy. Yeah. That's it. And I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank it, you. it finally gives us all the ability to plan our lives. Yeah. To a degree. Because this isn't going to be a, you didn't tell me, hey, are you retiring, retiring for good? I feel like I have four years. You do. To make something of myself now. 
<laughs> you, but, but, but I don't want you to go all McLovin because McLovin all of a sudden didn't want to be McLovin. He wanted to be Andrew Perloff. I want to be Citone. Yes, I, I don't want you to clean up your act. Yeah, no, don't, no, don't do that. You don't that. have to worry about okay. that. I, I probably won't be able to clean up my act. I'm just going to have to figure out, you know, like a real adult life. Yes. You know, career. You're, you've been given a heads up yeah. to make something of your life over the next four and a half years. What could go wrong? Yeah. Yes, Marvin. Wait, so I got to come up with like a resume? Yeah. Go to a job interview? So, yeah. Marvin, what did you do as a Danit? <laughs> Danit? A Danit. Yeah. What, what was that, a Danit? What? Yes, Todd. But even if we all update our resumes now, what jobs you, can you apply to four and a half years out? They don't even, how do you, you know, If know. you get a job over the next four and a half years and you want to take it, you can. Wow. If someone do, says, we would love to hire you starting January of 2028. Come on in, let's chat. Yes, yes, Eden. Do you think that in four and a half years, this fivesome is intact on on december 24th 2027 do you think that are we all together yeah yeah no wow that's a bold statement well it's a long time we've been together a long time it's a long time yeah i hope we stay together but i gotta be fair to the surroundings you know understand everybody's lives where they want to be what Mm. they want to do you got families wives kids i get that yeah, just, someone else could retire before you. Ooh, I mean, we no one else has announced their retirement, oh, but someone okay. else on the on the crew could can announce their retirement. And I, well, I feel like that's either either you, Paul, or Todd, because I haven't planned one ounce oh. for my future. <laughs> I was going to say that's that's very understanding of you, but it's, if you had to pick one, who do you think is the one that, of the four that you don't see here Christmas Eve, twenty twenty? Probably Paulie. He's got other things, so I, I can understand that. Uh, not you. I think you would be here for the long haul. I think Seton would, and I think Marv would uh, as well. But I, I'm optimistic that everybody stays together. I love that the one quote that kind of was pulled yesterday. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah. okay. I, I, I want to make sure as a uh, sure you do. journalist I get this right. Um, uh, let's see, 2027, that's when the microphone gets turned off for the final time. I'm going to take my hairpiece, and I'm going to give it to Fritzy. <laughs> Everything that was said yesterday about, about me being bald and you giving me your hairpiece, that had to get that into one is, I've seen that on social media or on news articles all over the place. I know. I love that Lester one. Holt, I think, finished up his broadcast, yeah. and he's giving his hair to Fritzy. Yeah. And, a, and a final note here in the nightly news. I'm yep. worried, though, that people who are maybe are casual sports fans or sports media fans think that you have a hairpiece. So we would like to <laughs> issue a, a correction, a, a clarification. You don't need to. I know. I just want to be careful. I you pre- don't just have a hairpiece. Yeah. You have the best one in the Thank business. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Part of my job is to protect the hair. It's in my contract. Oh, there's some people I've worked with who have pretty good hairpieces. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Why do you got to open up that can? That's a final show. Yes, Marvin. <laughs> the last show is going to be phenomenal. No guest last show. It, you won't have any, trust me. At what point in the next four years do guests start saying goodbye? <laughs> do we have a big party at the end of this? Do we have like a, a yes. banquet? No, we do we rent out a, a Knights banquet. of Columbus? And well, it's going to be Christmas Eve Knights when we Columbus. say goodbye. Yeah. I don't know why. That's like right, a all the BFW. Fan- yeah, dude. All, all of the the fancy things were growing up. It's like, oh wow, it's a party at the Knights of the KFC. Cabbage roll. Whoa, you, whoa, dude! It's all. Oh, it's at the VFW. Oh, they're really going a, big. A nice Chinese restaurant. That's the only thing that's going to be open Christmas Eve. So we should start booking that in advance. That's like a Christmas story where they have their meal. Dude, uh, that, your Christmas party that year is going to be wow. yeah. 
off the hook. Yep. Yeah. But we got a lot of time here to prepare. And uh, I did have a couple of people saying, what are you retiring from? And uh, I said, domination. You know, I think it's it's time to step down and let somebody younger get in the chair. Here. You know, that that is a pet peeve of, I think, all of ours. I would love to just feel free, anyone who says that, come come do uh, 15 hours of live radio a week. Uh, yeah, there are actually a couple people in the business yeah. who, uh, who who sent those texts yesterday. Feel what free. You, what are you retiring from? Uh, a job that you can't do as well as I do. I didn't say that. But you don't need to say as well as I do. A job... I, I've, I've been working here a long time, and I've seen some people step into a three-hour chair, <laughs> and they burn all their stories oh, in the first segment, yeah. and they're just... They the are, panic. They yes. look like they're war... You know, they're just like, oh, <laughs> uh, what, what do we do? I don't know. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> so the contract extension, maybe I left that out yesterday, and uh, just letting you know <laughs> that, that it's a contract extension. So it's good news, but then also I'm going to retire at the end of that contract extension. Yes, Marv. You failed to mention our world tour. Yeah, buddy. Bucket list. Uh, okay. Well, I'm leaving that up to Seton. Seton is going to be the, uh, he's Captain Steubing. Heck yeah, He's going to uh, pilot the uh, love boat here. Yes. Yeah. We, we have certain things. And people did reach out, very, very generous, saying, you got to do this before you retire uh, with the show. He they took did. copious notes yesterday, Seton. He was writing down like 20 different places that we could all go to. He's all over it. Yeah, Seton. What are the things that they said? You uh, have to share that just with me. Play, well, I will, but I, I don't want to do it publicly. Okay. I'll do it privately and let you know. Some people reached out and uh, very generous offers that uh, if we wanted to go certain places at certain times and do certain things. Oh, heck yeah, dude. And if you guys are willing to go uh, skydiving, then uh, who would go skydiving? Uh, I think I would. Well, I got Hollywood. I got to ask my family. See, uh, oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> they get in the way of everything. Uh, uh, okay. There was a, as soon as I found out that I was having a child, there were a bunch of things that I immediately checked off as like, well, I guess I'm never doing that. And skydiving was one of them. Okay. We were invited to go skydiving. By the person who wants to replace you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird. Nick Wright said, I'm going to pay for you skydiving. You guys should go running with the bulls. Yeah. Oh, you guys should go running idea. with the bulls. I know. We did, we did get an invitation to run with the bulls. That's, that should be high on the list of things to go do. Well, okay. When do we run with the bulls? Because I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to lose Fritzy. Because you only have to be faster than the slowest guy in the group. I don't think I'll get like six steps before I get trampled in a horn. Why don't we in my cover the running of the bulls and do our show from a nice but balcony? But don't you want to run with the bulls? I'm usually team bull. Got to be honest. With you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're rooting. Yeah. For, I am too. I, I almost. I actually hate running of the bulls, but I would go. Uh, but I do. I am very much team bull and enjoy the carnage. Yeah, I do root for the bull. Gotta admit. And then bullfighting, I root for the bull as well. Uh, well, it never, it never works out for the bull, but... Yeah. Eight, yeah, no matter how well he does, he doesn't do well at the very You're end. You're anti-matador? I didn't know that till today. No, no, I'm pro-bull, not okay. anti-matador. <laughs> right. 877 3DP show, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP show. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, Operator Tyler sitting by taking your phone calls eight seven seven three DP show yes Paul someone just uh, emailed me what if uh, Fox Sports Radio and uh, Peacock try to franchise tag you at the end of four and a half years well they um, I I <laughs> I might sit out I might have to do a Saquon Barkley 
Here's Saquon Barkley on the uh, Money Matters podcast on his situation with the Giants. I have no worry about going on a football field and knowing that I'm not playing for my worth or saying if I have to play under, because this is my leverage. My leverage is I can say F- you to the Giants. I can say F- you to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how, much, how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. Right. I won't play it down. That's a play I can use. Anybody knows me knows that's not something I want to do. But like it's something that has it something that crossed my mind. It's like I has never to. I never thought I would ever do that, but like now I'm at a point where it's like Jesus, like I, I might have to take it to this level. And like am I willing, am I prepared to take it to the level? I don't know. Okay, I don't see him holding out. You're gonna lose money if you hold out. Because what are the Giants gonna do? What if the Giants did this? Let's let's say Saquon Barkley wants to hold out. And the Giants go, okay, we're going to bring in Dalvin Cook. And we're going to pay Dalvin Cook $7 million a year. Three-year deal. Throw out the numbers, whatever they are. Because if I look at the numbers for uh, Dalvin Cook, what he's done over, I think, what, six years? He has rushed for 5,600 yards, 211 catches. He's missed 12 games due to injury. Saquon, in five years, 4,200 yards, 247 catches, and he's missed 20 games due to injury. Do I want Saquon over Dalvin Cook? I do, but you're going to force the Giants then to do something. And then you're going to lose money with every game that you hold out, and the Giants are going to franchise tag you probably next year. I, I, I understand this. Everybody has got this crusade with running backs. There's nothing you could do. The running backs have to look at the Players Association and go, did anybody think that, uh, you know, we were going to be held in a vacuum here with our salaries and, you know, we're uh, in line with punters? No. But you collective, collectively bargained this. This is the Players Association. And, and this is the situation. You have to evolve. I look at the, remember the tight end position was basically you blocked and occasionally you'd catch a pass or two. The position evolved. The running back position has to evolve to maybe uh, allow you to be compensated for the wear and tear on your body. But you sign up for this. This is the one of the glamour positions. You get to carry the ball, touch the ball more than anybody except for the quarterback. Saquon Barkley, endorsement deals. You're playing in New York. I mean, cash in on those things. But... You're going to get franchised next year. If you're good this year, you'll get franchised next year. I don't, I mean, that's just business. And we would have thought that Saquon Barkley was going to be the running back who would then change the market, but it didn't happen. Like McCaffrey got paid. Uh, Alvin Kamara got paid. If you look now, you want somebody who could be really upset? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Might be the most underpaid athlete in all of sports. He has made $42 million in his career. Chase Daniel, backup quarterback, hasn't played in a meaningful game in his career, has made $42 million. <laughs> Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. 
Derrick Henry is the Titans. He's been the Titans. Uh, he propped uh, Ryan Tannehill's career back up. When you think of one guy and what he means to a team, other than Patrick Mahomes, you know, when Derrick Henry was being Derrick Henry running for 1,800 yards, there was nobody more important to their team because they played defense, they ran the ball, and then Ryan Tannehill would complete a couple of passes. That was their game plan. It might still be their game plan. But Derrick Henry got underpaid. And you would have thought he would have been literally the batter, battering ram who was going to open up the, you know, the paychecks here for running backs. And it didn't happen. Um, he didn't threaten to hold out. I don't think it helps Saquon Barkley to hold out or Josh Jacobs. You would like to see them compensated. But, I mean, let, let's say catchers in Major League Baseball. If we looked at them and they go, man, they're underpaid and look at the beating they take. Well, nobody's going to take up the crusade and go, catchers need to be paid. Well, they take a beating. Uh, you know, shortstops are making more. Yeah, okay. But we're doing that with the running back position because of nostalgia. Oh, Jim Brown. Oh, you got Eric Dickerson. O.J. Simpson. You know, Barry Sanders. Emmett Smith. Yes, they were all glamour uh, running backs. It was the marquee position. What about linebackers? Oh, Dick Butkus, you got uh, Ray Nitschke, you got uh, Ray Lewis, Mike Singletary. What about now? Nobody's, you know, on a crusade for middle linebackers. They had to evolve. So Micah Parsons is not a middle linebacker. Now he's a linebacking edge rusher. Yes, he. Ryan Tannehill, career salary. Oh, boy. Especially if you're just... If you're just putting it in context might as of well, Derrick Henry. Might as well. 142. Oh, buddy. That, he would <laughs> scoff at that. <laughs> That's in the sofa cushion. In, in, the, in the year 2020, <laughs> he made almost, he was just shy of Derrick Henry's Oh, God, that's got to be career crushing. total. you imagine Ryan every Tano. time he hands the ball to you, you're going, cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching. <laughs> $169 million. Okay. All right. Yes, Paul. Yeah, you mentioned the linebacker position. It, it is so devalued lately. Remember Roquan Smith, the great linebacker in Chicago? All he did was play well for the Bears his first four years. All he did was make pro bowls. I think yeah. he was an all-pro his last year. That means he did exactly what he was drafted to do, and they said, no, nah, we're not paying that. We'll yeah. send him over to Baltimore. We got we got good years out of him. Can't do it at that position. This hour brought to you by Discover Credit Cards. They do something awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Cash back from trips and restaurants. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. We'll get to phone calls. We'll settle on our poll question here as the retirement tour officially is underway. Uh, how long before we get tired of that? Maybe you're already tired of that. <laughs> and I do apologize that if uh, it sounded like I was making more of the retirement than I was, the contract extension is really what that was all about. Patrick retracts <laughs> retirement <laughs> no, statement? No, no, I'm still retiring. Hairdo back for more? Yeah, yeah. The way that you've done this story now is yesterday you were retiring, today you resigned. Yes. That's yeah. essentially <laughs> the way that you just did this. Yeah. That's, yeah. Was that a ploy? Is that no, a tactic no, yesterday no, no. to get a new contract no. you in retirement? We, you essentially said you were going to hold out, and then management wow. caved. How about we take a break here? <laughs> Come back on the Dan Patrick Show right after this. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens... You can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness, and that's why you got to level up your defense when there's gaps in health coverage. Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Well, Shaken, L.A. Times national baseball columnist joining us and uh, trying to look at the Shohei Otani situation with a variety of angles. We got two weeks to go for the trade deadline. Let me look at the business side of this, Bill. Can the Angels afford to not re-sign Shohei Otani? I think the Angels would be delighted to re-sign Shohei Otani. Uh, the question is whether Shohei Otani would be delighted to re-sign with the Angels. And I know there's a concern, oh, will the Angels offer him a deal? 
you can say a lot of things about Artie Moreno, the Angels owner, but you can't say that he doesn't spend the money. In fact, the guy with the largest contract in Major League Baseball right now is Mike Trout, who was given that contract by Artie Moreno. So I have no doubt Artie Moreno will make him a good offer. I think the question is, does Shohei want to stay? And no one really knows the answer to that right now. But can the Angels afford to let Otani go to free agency? As opposed to a trade, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think part of what has been lost in all the trade discussions is the way Artie Marino operates his team. And again, you can say what you want about him because the Angels haven't won with Trout and Otani. That's certainly, you know, look scoreboard, bottom line. But ultimately, Artie Marino isn't an owner that says, you know what, we're going to rebuild for a few years, come back and see us in five years. Um, I'm going to make a lot of profits in the meantime. He puts money into the team. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But the idea that Artie Marino is going to blow up the Angels is just not going to happen. So if you're in a situation like you're in with Otani, you're not looking for somebody's five best prospects who are all in single A and double A. That's not going to work because Mike Trout's still here. So you're going to want guys that can help the major league team next year. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. And if you're on the other side of that equation and you're a contending team that you want Otani to put you over the top this year, the guys you would trade to the Angels, you're going to need maybe not all of them, but certainly some of them. And I think that really complicates any trade. So you think when all said and done, Otani goes to free agency, but it, can somebody uh, outspend Artie Moreno in this situation? Or will somebody outspend Artie Moreno? Well, I'm sure somebody can. Artie Moreno is a single gentleman. Uh, the Dodgers, for example, were bought with money from insurance funds. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a competitive market. Uh, the Giants are, for example... If you go to a Giants game, remember, they've spent the last few years trying to buy a superstar. They tried Bryce Harper. It didn't work. They tried Aaron Judge. It didn't work. They tried Carlos Correa. Their doctor saved them from that. So they've got the money. Uh, and if you go to a Giants game and you look behind right field, there's a whole urban village going up there. That's money that's all going in the Giants' pockets. They can outbid anybody. Certainly mm -hmm. the Yankees can outbid anybody. Stevie Cohen by himself can outbid anybody. Uh, there'll be plenty of competition, but I don't think it's going to be a situation of Artie Moreno runs away from it. How do you monetize Otani? If you're the Angels and you have him through his first three years when he can't even get to arbitration, and then his arbitration years, it's really easy. Uh, he's made the Angels a ton of money. If you ever watch an Angel game on TV, the billboards behind home plate, behind the batter, they're all in Japanese. The outfield signs are in Japanese. Many of the stadium giveaways, the T-shirts and the pillows and the hats feature Otani. Japanese companies sponsor those. That has added up in the past to about 10 or $15 million a year. So if Shoei's making a million dollars, you're doing great. Um, if Shoei's making 50 or $60 million a year, that's not going to do it. I mean, you will sell more tickets and certainly you will uh, be able to sell some merchandise, but 
you know, most merchandise, if it's not sold outside the stadium, that's shared revenue among teams. Uh, international broadcast revenue is shared revenue. Okay. So if you're signing Shohei Otani, you're doing it because he's going to make your team better. But the idea that he's going to pay for himself is not going to happen. Bill Shaken, the LA Times national baseball columnist, uh, joining us. The A's, um, is there any chance uh, that they stay in Oakland? I would say there's a very small chance. Um, it's a little bit better chance than the A's making the playoffs this year, <laughs> but not that much better. Um, basically, baseball was kind of tired of waiting. And who's ever at fault in the situation, the A's, their various owners, various governments, not only in Oakland, because the A's have tried to move around the Bay Area, uh, mostly the Giants from blocking the A's from moving to San Jose, which was the obvious answer. Yeah. Uh, the the problem now is that the A's went to Vegas. They got close to $400 million in public funding. The bill's already signed into law. There was more accomplished in Vegas in you know two weeks by Major League Baseball's accounting than there was in 20 years of looking for a stadium in Oakland. Now, what's happened in Las Vegas is that some people, as you can imagine, are very upset about this. Why are we giving money to an out-of-state billionaire is a powerful campaign pitch, right? So the teachers union in the state of Nevada would like to take that campaign pitch and put it on a ballot. Whether they can get to that point or not, we don't know. It's very expensive to get something onto a ballot because you need to collect a lot of signatures. It would, of course, be even more expensive for the campaign. And there are a lot of unions lining up in favor of this project. Certainly the construction unions that would build the stadium uh, the most powerful union in Las Vegas is the one that represents the folks that would work at the stadium because, as everyone knows, there's kind of a large hospitality industry in Las Vegas. They run the town. So unless something happens either in a court, if that $380 million in public funding is challenged and somehow thrown out, or unless there's a thing on the ballot, uh, I think it's a done deal, and I think it's a very small chance that it doesn't get to that point. I think the A's are gone. I know we uh, we focus on Otani, and rightfully so, with the trade deadline. Can you see any other big names uh, possibly moved? Um, you certainly can. I mean, it's not you know any great surprise this time of year. You look at the, the teams that maybe are not doing so well and try to figure out who their best players are. So, for example, you know Marcus Stroman from the Cubs is having a great year. Uh, Cody Bellinger from the Cubs is having a pretty good year. Those are name players that people have heard of and have done pretty well. You know, maybe guys that you haven't heard of as much, you know, Dylan Cease with the White Sox, for example, or Dylan Carlson with the Cardinals. Again, these are teams that, uh, you know, are not doing so well. And, you know, from an L.A. point of view, uh, there are high school teammates both on the market. Lucas Giolito from the White Sox, Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals played high school ball together, and they could both be on the move. And certainly their hometown teams, both of them are looking for starting pitching. <laughs> Uh, Rob Manfred uh, looks like he's going to be uh, voted for re-election. Um, I'm guessing based off this year, has, is baseball having a, a, a great year? Yeah. You know, everybody said, oh, baseball's dead, right? We've heard that for how many years? And yet in the first full year after the pandemic last year, coming off a lockout that was imposed by the owners, the owners made more revenue last year than they ever had. It's going to be more this year. Attendance is up. Um, Bud Selig once said when he was commissioner, 
my job is to get the owner's asset values to rise. And Rob hasn't put it quite that plainly, but the owners are his bosses. The owners are happy. The owners don't mind when Rob Manfred takes a hit or two because it saves them from doing it. Uh, I think everything's fine. That I don't think he'll have any issue winning re-election. Bill, good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. All right. Take care. Bill Shaken, LA Times national baseball columnist. It sounds like Shohei Otani, you go to free agency, but is somebody going to... Well, there's always one. Somebody gets squirrely. you got 12 days there. But there really hasn't been much that's leaked out. You know, what's the one thing that we heard, and it really wasn't something tangible, you know, John Morosi of the Baseball Network said that, uh, you know, the Angels are uh, in the listening mode. I don't know what that means. Like, I, I'll i listen. Is anybody talking? Uh, is anybody shopping? Are they shopping? Because this, this isn't a deal that you can go, oh, we're going to, we're going to trade him, and that happens in 24 hours. This, to me, feels like it's something sustainable that you're going to take weeks to explore. And he does bring up a great point. The Angels are in a win-now mode. They, they're not winning, but they're in a win-now You can't have Mike Trout and go, you know what? We're going to wait a couple of years down the road. But it feels like Otani, they, that he would stay with Anaheim. He would stay with the Angels. But his agent probably wants to take him to market. Let's get the most, and hopefully the most is with the Angels. Or maybe you don't take the most, but you know you raise the price from the Angels, and you get more. But you're probably looking, you know, 10 years. I mean, that seems to be the norm now. 10, 11, 12 years. What is he, 29? The odds of lasting as a pitcher over that period of time? Uh, I don't like those odds at all. Even five years. Like, could you give him five for three hundred million? Would he take five for three hundred million? Now his agent wouldn't, because they they want to lock you up. They want longer deals here. But if I'm the Angels, I get five years at that price. Okay, tough to swallow. But I don't want to be locked in for ten years. Yeah, Paul. Dan, your Angels just won three in a row. Three in a row after the All Star break. Okay, they are four games out of the wild card. And the guys in the wild card leading teams, uh, Blue Jays just lost four in a row, uh, two in a row. Rays lost four in a row. Astros are there. Red Sox lost two in a row. Yankees lost four in a row. Those are the teams ahead of them in the wild card. I was wondering about this with the Yankees. They're in last place. There is no way if George Steinbrenner was still alive running the Yankees that Aaron Boone would be his manager. And maybe Brian Cashman wouldn't be his GM. Because heads got a roll. Like that, this would be unheard of with George Steinbrenner. He'd probably have had two managers at this point. He had fired Aaron Boone and brought in somebody and maybe fired that guy. But, you know, I'm watching the body language with the Angels. They're laughing, and then one of their pitchers is blowing kisses to uh, Yankees, blowing kisses to uh, uh, the Yankee fans who showed up. Like, you're going, man, oh, man, this isn't good. And can you imagine you have built a roster that's really based off Aaron Judge? It feels like their success is predicated on him being in the lineup. And, and you look at that roster. It's not a great roster. But Aaron Judge may be coming back here in a week or so. Yes, Paulie? The Yankees haven't appeared in a World Series in 14 years. 
Yeah. Which, if you were to bet on that, you would have bet completely the opposite way. They had a stretch like that. I think it was 16 years. Uh, they won the World Series in 78, and they, they lost the World Series in 81. Then they had a 14-year stretch where they didn't appear in a World Series until 96. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? along with my fellow Pro Bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Basketball fans know that things can be a little crazy this time of the year. Anything can happen. Last-minute buzzer beaters, gaps in health coverage. But when the last one happens, you need Affleck to help you bounce back from the expenses health insurance doesn't cover. You may have seen the Affleck duck working with some pretty famous coaches. But did you know Affleck is a leader in supplemental insurance? Look, Health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything. So when an illness or injury happens, you can be hit with medical bills that some people don't have the cash on hand to pay. That's where Affleck comes in to help. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Affleck pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. It's never a good idea to try to play through an injury or illness and that's why you got to level up your defense. When there's gaps in health coverage, Affleck has the assist for you. Get help with expenses health insurance doesn't cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. But if you had a wedding reception, this comes on, and then you get like the uh, the aunt or the grandmother that gives you the finger to come on up here, come on up here. And then she's really playful, and you're like, oh, go ahead, go, go up there. And you're like, oh. Try to dance in the middle of everybody, so then you could kind of hide. If you're on the edges, then the people outside who are watching and judging, they're like, hmm, he's got no rhythm. Oh, he's got the white guy overbite. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah, Marv. My wedding, there was nothing better because it was an interracial wedding in two Americas. You see, <laughs> it could have been two different dance floors. Oh, it's amazing. Like, but, my, like my mother-in-law could dance, right? So she was out there, and there were just, like, certain family members, like, all right, we see who's out here. Told you when Ohio Players Fire came on, yeah. my grandmother loves Jesus. She's a big Christian. She came out, oh, this is my jam. I said, that's right, Grandma. <laughs> she got out there, and then I just saw, like, my wife's family just kind of on the outskirts. Just, you know, a couple of hand claps. Okay. It's like, oh, amazing. Two different DJs? Or just, oh, it, just, it, it like a, a white DJ, black DJ there? It could have been a wedding band and then a DJ. <laughs> yeah, see. Do the people who get up and dance or at least try get credit, or is it better to be a sitter, Marvin, in that situation? No, no, you know what? I respect it because not everybody's a dancer per se. So if you just get out there, I'm good with it. Mm. Now, if you're like in the middle of like a circle and you try to get out there, <laughs> yeah. then yeah. judgment, yeah. you know. Oh, <laughs> I did that one time, but I was at a, a bar in Indianapolis, NBA Finals, Pacers, Lakers, and we went to a bar called The Cozy. And uh, it was a, a producer of mine. And uh, a reporter, Shelly Smith, and me, and it was a black bar. And we went in, and they did the lineup, or whatever that line is. Oh, Soul Train line? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So they did the Soul Train line, and, and, you know, you had some guys there, and everybody's, you know, dancing down. And then uh, Charlie Moynihan goes, Do you want to do it? I go, Hell yeah. <laughs> and I rode the pony. I rode, I rode the pony down down the line. The cozy in Indianapolis. Uh, yes, pony. The, 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 uh, people talked about this before, but the very toughest part about dancing at a wedding is breaking the echelon from walking to the dance floor to your first mm-hmm. move of dancing. Because it, it's like you're trying to dunk a basketball in the rain for me. I'm like, I'm about to dance here. What's my first move? Yeah. Once I get going, I could serviceably get on and off the floor without being made fun of. Well, do you start dancing when you get up from the table? You should. You're like, okay, I'm feeling it. All right. Uh, All the single ladies. But lots of us walk to the dance floor, and then it's like you're putting your foot onto a boat. And you're like, oh, it's going to be a little wobbly here. Yeah, am I going to slip on this? Let me grab a handle. Yes, Todd. It's not your responsibility, but the people that throw the party and the ones that we were celebrating, they kind of hope that you'll make an effort to go out there a little bit because there's nothing more lame. If everyone decided to be shy and worrying about being judged and there's an empty dance floor and the band are saying, come on out, everyone, and no one's doing anything, it's really bad luck. 
Yes. Go out for a few minutes or something. Yes. The worst day of a non-dancing father's life is when their kid gets too big to hold, so you can't do the oh, hold yeah. your kid. I'm yeah. dancing, but I'm just <laughs> holding my kid. Yeah. Look, I'm up. Yeah. Well, no, you can bring your daughters out there, and you can hold their hands and yeah, dance yeah. with them. <laughs> I, I did that. You know, and then they got into their 20s, like, Dad, uh, can we dance on our own? No, no. Come on. Let's dance. Yeah, Marv. Then you guys would have been SOL because there were no kids at my wedding. Oh, not allowed. Oh no, no kids. Not for what? You got to watch. Kids. Was it on the like invitation? <laughs> Did it say no yeah. kids? Oh yeah, we made it clear. Okay. No kids. Okay. Fifty dollars a plate for some chicken fingers. Right. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, pasta with butter sauce. Oh, no I know. Yes, that. Todd. <laughs> Mr. Mike Tannenbaum has just checked in. Da, 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 da. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, the former Jets and Dolphins executive. You can find him on The Mothership, Get Up, NFL Live, Sports Center, and Mike T joining us. All right. I'm going to make you the agent for Saquon Barkley. What would you do or have done that could have changed this outcome for him to get paid? Great to be with you, Dan. I make them realize that I'm 40% of your offense. Daniel Jones, who you just overpaid at $42 million a year, completed 74% of his passes on 77 targets and you have no chance to win without me. And while you have leverage by not giving me what I want, I have leverage because I may not miss a $555,000 weekly paycheck, Dan, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be playing week one against the Cowboys. All right. Now I'm going to make you the Giants GM. What do you say as a return volley? Say, hey, look, you know, we, we extended here. We could franchise you. As much as you're disappointed being franchised in 2023, guess what? We could do it again next year. So that's $22 million, and that takes you through seven years of your career. So we love you. We appreciate you. But, you know, you play a position that there's a lot of replaceable parts. And the one other interesting thing to me, though, is, Dan, he's a much improved pass protector. He's their best player overall, and he's a great locker room guy. So if I'm the Giants, I'm telling him, like, I want to reward you for that and try to stretch to give him the benefit of the doubt. How did we get here? That is a great question. You know, you go back a handful of years, you know, Dan, we're talking about Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Todd Gurley, great players that got paid $14, $15, 16000000 million. And I think what's happened over time is, you know, Kansas City is a great example. They draft Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the first round, and then Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh rounder from Rutgers, beats him out. And I think what teams are saying is we have to pay so much money to the A players that – Here's a position. There's just more supply than demand. Yeah, I I know that we we've uh, taken up this crusade to get running backs paid, but I don't think it's fixable. Um, it's like middle linebackers. the The game evolved, and then you had to evolve. There's no Mike Singletary or Ray Lewis or Brian Urlacher anymore. You don't need them anymore. The tight but, end learned to be a wide receiver as well as you know a good blocker. Dan, you just nailed it. Like, to me, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, and that's where I think the Giants are wrong. Saquon is dynamic in the passing game. When you talk to opposing defensive coordinators, job number one when they play the Giants is Saquon in space, not between the tackles. And that's why I can see why Josh Jacobs didn't get paid, although I think he's been very productive. But Saquon, as a quote-unquote offensive player, deserved to get paid. And that's why I think this running back conversation, we're sort of like sometimes missing the context. Yeah, I, I don't know if if you hold out, then you lose money. And so Saquon made a, he alluded to this on a podcast 
uh, today. But I don't know if holding out, we've seen the Le'Veon Bell thing where the Jets bailed out the Steelers, but I I just don't know if holding out matters. Or you're going to miss the first game against the Cowboys. Okay, you're missing out on uh, you know half a million dollars, and what are you going to prove? Yes, we missed you, but we're not giving you a contract extension. So, Dan, what's going on in the league now is this whole idea of a hold-in. The way the system works now, you really can't hold out. The fines aren't forgiven. But he could show up on week one and say, hey, remember you had leverage back on July 16th? Well, guess what? I'm showing up. I'm getting paid $555,000. And guess what? My back's a little bit tight. Check with me next week. So, to me, like, and I'm not saying he's going to do that because he's a great person and I don't know where his head will be heading into week one a month from now. But he certainly has some levers he could pull. And if I'm the Giants GM, that's keeping me up at night because my quarterback is average. He is just a player that played well last year, but he only had 15 touchdown passes. So for us to get to where we want to go, we need Saquon Barkley. Why didn't they franchise Danny Dimes and give Saquon Barkley, a four, if he's that important, give him a four-year deal uh, or something like that? Yeah, they certainly could have done it. I just think finding a quarterback, the replacement, and I think the challenge for the Giants specifically, Dan, is they're going to win enough games where they're not going to be talking about Drake May or Caleb Williams. So now they're saying like the juxtaposition of like a B in Daniel Jones, who are we going to get that's better than him? So I just thought what they paid him was you know too much given the limited production he's had and his proclivities with turnovers. What if we – said that you could have incentives in these contracts, but they didn't count against the salary cap. Let's I say for running backs. Yep. I think that's a sensible solution, but I think what the 32 owners would say is like what we bargained for was cost certainty. And as long as that's allocated within a system, I think they would listen, but they're not going to do anything to pierce the cost certainty that they have. Oh, I agree. If I said that you could have Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs, no brainer. No burner. Again, when you look, they threw him the ball 77 times a year ago. He was a massive part of their offense. What's interesting about Jacobs is when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's best years of his career, 2016, 2019, 2021, he had a top five rushing attack. And I think in, in Vegas, what we're talking about is not what Josh Jacobs does as a runner, but the production he gets for Jimmy G in the play action pass game. Yeah. Without Jacobs, defenses aren't going to honor that play action. Um, what if an owner asked you to tank? Like pulled you aside and said, hey, I want that number one pick. How would you go about tanking? You know, that's just not for me. I mean, I, I, it's not how I'm wired. I want to compete. I want to beat you every day. And you hire the wrong guy. I just, look, there's a time and a place to take certain players off the field on the last game of the season. Like, I get that. And maybe there's a way you can do it in a very artful way. But generally speaking, that, that that's a tough, tough haul to ask people to do that. If you were the Jets GM again, and Hard Knocks is coming to town, and your team doesn't want Hard Knocks in town, <coughs> how do you go about trying to modify that where it, it can work for everybody without it being, you know, infringing on, you know, your preparations? So, Dan, that happened in 2009. We hire Rex Ryan, we draft Mark Sanchez. Hard Knocks comes to us and say, hey, we want to you know, do you guys. And I said no. And then I had a conversation with Ozzie Newsom, the longtime, very successful GM of the Ravens. 
He said, you know, Mike, when we did it, we had a better training camp. You can actually go back to Vince Lombardi. They used to have cameras at the Packers practices in the 60s because what Coach Lombardi says, you actually have better practices. And based on my experience, that's exactly what happened, Dan. We had great practices in Portland, New York. And what I would tell Salah, Coach Salah, is, you know what, like, when you trade for Aaron Rodgers, that's what's going to happen. It's an all-time great quarterback in New York. What what do you have to hide? But I keep thinking, I don't want to focus on Aaron Rodgers, even though people want to see him and hear him. I would focus on Zach Wilson. I I would have him as part of the storyline that the Jets, he got humbled, humiliated, uh, demoted, you bring in Rodgers, and now you watch him watching Aaron Rodgers. So you're, that's the lens you're watching Rodgers through. I think that might be an interesting storyline. I love that. And, and candidly, that's part of what Hard Knocks is really about, is to take it where ordinarily you can't get to. So that, that to me is one of the many storylines. Like The other one to me is like, how is Aaron Rodgers impacting the team? Like How is he making Garrett Wilson better? How is he making Brees Hall better? Those are things that you ordinarily couldn't see. What was the toughest cut you ever had? Probably Danny Woodhead, which was just a, a catastrophically dumb idea. So um, he was a young, productive player, and we just sort of like outsmarted ourselves um, from a standpoint of like he was young, emerging, and I should have found a roster spot someplace else. But what's it like? And who picked up Danny Woodhead? Oh, only Bill Belichick within like five hours. Like, you know, I went home eating one glass of wine, Dan. I woke up eating about 15. I'm like, Mike, you are. I was so, you know, like I was a moron and it got worse. <laughs> you know, Coach Parcells used to have an expression like one beer is too many and 20 is not enough. Oh, I can imagine. Like if anybody else picked him up, then you'd be like, all right, wait, who picked him up? Belichick. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, like, seriously, any of the other 30 teams, like any of them, all of them. Did you ever – but how often would you cut a player, you personally as a GM? 100% of the time. In Miami, New York, I want to see every one of them. And okay. I, always said the same, I always said the same thing, Dan, which is, as professionals, we have a job to do. And let's face it, in my career, Dan, I've been on both ends of that conversation. Neither end of it is good. It's always uncomfortable. And – you have a job to do. You have to go from 90 to 53 and you have to let 37 men go and, you know, tell them that they're not a fit for you. And I always told our staff this, there's something wrong with you as a human being, like in inside your soul, if it didn't bother you somehow. So both those things can be true. You have a job to do and it should really bother you. Great to talk to you as always. We appreciate your insights. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Thanks for bringing up Danny Woodhead. I'll, 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 I'm going to the bar. <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office <laughs> insider, former Jets and Dolphins executive. I didn't know he was going to say Danny Woodhead. I love it. So, is the you cut a player like Danny Woodhead and you feel good about your decision, even though you're like, well, it stinks. We don't want to get rid of this guy, but we made the right call. Yeah. And then the next day that you see that Bill Belichick yeah. and the Patriots have picked him up, is that when you're like, oh crap? Yes, I think we did the wrong. Yeah. Thing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he probably <laughs> cut Danny Woodhead and didn't think about, oh, you know, God, that's a tough cut. It, it's, uh, oh, yeah, we cut this guy and this guy, and then, uh, you know, this cute little running back from a small school, and, uh, oh, did you hear who picked him up? No, no, who, uh, somebody picked up Danny Woodhead? Yeah, Bill Belichick. Oh, oh God. <laughs>
Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Woodhead was a rookie for the Jets in 2009 with Tannenbaum as the GM. He played in 10 games. He got the ball a little bit here and there. Not much. He did very little. He had like 200 yards from scrimmage. He played you know, part, one game. He got cut early in the season in 2010. The Patriots picked him right up, and he was in the lineup. He played 14 games. He started three games. <laughs> he had almost 1,000 yards from scrimmage with the Patriots and had like three decent years there, went on the Chargers, et cetera. But like, yeah. he was right on the Patriots roster. Oh, like, man. Oh. That's tough. Oh. I do think that Bill Belichick picked him up because the Jets cut him or because of who he was first. What, that he was going to give secrets about the Jets? No, no, like Belichick seeing the Jets cut someone who he kind of likes, does that spur Belichick to pick that person? I think he does that. I, I think he I deliberately think he picks up. He's done that before yeah. where you're getting ready to play the Jets and then somebody gets cut and then he picks up somebody off waivers. It was after week one. Woodhead got cut after week one of the season and got immediately picked up by the uh, uh, Patriots, played in the next game. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.